Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Friday evening, and you are listening to Today in Sports Betting. I'm just kidding. Who followed? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. It is Friday evening. We are going to review some NFL, some NCAA football. We got some football back in our lives, Devin. How are you feeling about that, buddy? Football Friday. It's just, it's, I don't, man. I just got to stop there because I'm losing my words. I mean, that's, that's it, man. That's all you can ask for. Man, mo- a lot of the listeners have been requesting a Wine Wednesday episode, a Bordeaux Ira, a Malbec Ira. <laughs> we got it flowing tonight. It is Friday evening. <laughs> we got some bets going. We're winning some games. Islanders uh, look like they just sealed it with an empty netter, five to three. So cash those tickets. Uh, like I said, with uh, with a couple injuries and suspensions on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's a lot of fun there. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's been a good evening. How about you? Are you doing uh, you doing all right with the betting tonight? Yeah, you know, I lost the Clippers covering because they lost outright. But my first five bets, I pushed with the under four with Cincinnati-St. Louis, but I hit under three and a half Cleveland-Minnesota. Um, and I got a couple unders right now that are still looking good, but baseball's baseball. So fingers crossed. Dude, I told you angels, Rockies under first five. Yeah. You know, I should have just did a first five parlay with those three games. Well, I shouldn't have, cause I pushed one, but in hindsight, but yeah, you know, some triggers are harder to pull than others. I hear you, man. Well, let's get into today's episode. We got to talk about a lot of football. It's going to be a grind fest. Uh, gridiron episode but before we jump into the nfl games for week one let's give a shout out to our sponsors over at manscape.com they got the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 with their water resistant technology i'm sure you guys are sick of me saying it already but i love mine i know devin loves his and where else are you gonna groom but in the shower go pick one up go to manscape.com type in the promo code hoopball20 that's h-o-o-p b-a-l-l-2-0 at manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping what a deal man what a deal it's a bargain bargain all right well let's jump into the nfl week one matchups first game up on the board we got the miami dolphins traveling to new england to take on the cam newton face of the franchise new england patriots placing tom brady in the 2020 season Patriots minus seven here, over under 43 and a half. Devin, I'm kind of leaning Dolphins, but it's so hard to really make a decision just based on no information with this new Cam 
run offense in New England. Any thoughts for you here in the NFL week one in this game, Dolphins-Patriots? I am backing the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we've seen what he's done in week one before. You know, just a couple of years ago, knocked the Saints off. Um, he, he just, you know, he's, he's a professional. He's a journeyman. He handles his business. He's played these Patriots more than once in his career. And it's not going to be, you know, an unfamiliar uh, opponent for him. Also keep in mind, New England probably lost the most players, the most important players to COVID in the opt-outs. Defensive um, side of the ball. Defensively. And, Jul- and Julian Edelman and Nick um, Well, I'm not sure about those two guys, but I know for sure that Marquise Lee, um, one of the receivers they were real excited about getting in the offseason, bring some speed to the offense. He's not even playing this year. They lost one of their main offensive linemen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, getting a full touchdown with divisional opponents week one with a veteran quarterback at the helm for Miami and an underrated Miami front seven. So, I'm, hey, we'll start with the dog. Why not? We'll, uh, we'll roll with it. And uh, listen, I got to come up with five, I got to come up with five picks for the super contest. So uh, mm. help me get there. Uh, Miami is on the cusp of one of my five right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think they, sh- they deserve a pretty strong lean. So. Okay. Well, second game on the board here, we got the Cleveland steamer Browns <laughs> and Odell Beckham jr. Against the Baltimore Ravens Ravens minus seven and a half over under 48. Shaded to the under 48 at minus 115. Uh, I like the Browns here. It started, I think the line opened up plus nine. It's been bet down to seven and a half. Kind of still like the Browns in this spot at plus seven and a half. I like the dog. I think a lot of teams here that are getting a touchdown or more, uh, I think are going to be a little bit favorable to bet on this week just because a lot of teams aren't in sync with their offenses and defenses and also their – you know, endurance levels and, and things like that. So I don't know what you're thinking here, but I, I'm thinking the steamers here. I mean, just for recency, you know, news and the fun of it all, it would be fun to go with the steamers here. And that's what I'm going to call them all year long, thanks to Odell Beckham. But of course, Baltimore, you know, it's just, they, you know, Justin Tucker is such a game changer. He can hit from 56. So if it comes down to it for them to cover late in the game, and it comes down on Justin Tucker's foot. You know, I'm kind of comfortable with that, pairing it with Lamar Jackson. Um, but I'm going to just roll with the total, and I'm going to play the under in this one because both these teams are pretty decent on defense. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's week one. Half unit sizes, guys. Remember, remember, it's week one. So, But I'm, I'm leaning Baltimore covering, but I would also like to lean – a little more to the under all right well i lean the under as well in this one so i like where your head's at listen here's a game next game up on the board here's a game where i actually like the favorite in this one and it's a touchdown spread it is josh allen it is stefan diggs and it is the buffalo bill singletary and zach moss against the new york horrible jets and Sam Darnold. I just don't think that this, these two teams are fairly matched. I think the Bills are probably going to win that division. I like the Bills here, minus seven, minus the 105. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, the Jets are really hampered by injuries, and this Bills team is just really, really good on the defensive side of the ball. And as well, I, I have faith in my boy Josh Allen. 
Uh, I, I know that he's, you know, very not loved quarterback, but yeah. I, I like him for both I fantasy purposes yeah. and uh, getting some wins. He's, you know, he likes to win. He's a, he's a passionate guy. And yeah, I like the bills here. Minus the seven minus the touchdown. What about you? You know, they're a touchdown better team than this Jets team, in my opinion. Adam Gase just makes any team that he's in control of or a part of worse. I mean, you can probably say opposite about maybe like a year and a half or two he had as a coordinator. But as a head coach, I think it's been proven time and time again that he's pretty terrible. Um, I will just say, you know, a lot of love is actually getting out there for uh, the Jets. And... um you know, it's going to be weird because so many guys are going to be in or out or so highly questionable up until the exact kickoff. I mean, I'm looking at the injury list right now for this game, and I see one, two, three, four, five. I've got um, seven names, you know, some guys that don't matter, but some guys that, you know, do. But, again, I think that's important to point out for week one, and I, we'll probably harp on this throughout this episode just for the listener's sake. Um, I'm, I'm – I see it being a 2017 game, so I'm going to lay away from the spread. But um, if I can incorporate the Bills into a big parlay as like a big potato like we've talked about before, it's big, it's juicy, but, you know, some big juicy potatoes make the best soups. Absolutely. And you might want to take it with a teaser as well, tease it down to one or even, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot better. Nice. Yeah, nice teaser play with the Bills here. Yeah. Next game up on the board, we got the Las Vegas Raiders, the new look Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr against Carolina Panthers and Christian McCaffrey. The Raiders are minus three here over under 47 and a half. And at first glance, I I think I want to play the under 47 and a half here. Um, I'm not sure what side I would, I would choose here in this one. I think I would probably have to lean Raiders minus the field goal. But uh, I'm not too convinced about the Raiders just yet. I want to see them play. I want to see them get down in action. But I would lean Raiders minus three and under the total of 47 and a half. Any thoughts for you in this game here? Yeah, so this is probably going to be one of my more enjoyable games for the weekend. As you know, and uh, Josh, once when he was on, you know, a couple of Fridays ago, we talked about it, and uh, we were just kind of gushing over, you know, some of the talent and some of the players that are going to be in this game and some of the guys that we're going to see. Um, you know, you're talking about the new look Raiders, but you forgot to mention Brian Adams. You know, their their draft pick, that wide receiver that Mike Mayock decided to take with all that speed. Um, he's going to be big because Tyrell Williams is out for the year. Uh, he's on IR. Um, John Gruden, I would like to have this fact checked and I would like to maybe get this researched. I want to know what he is as far as a head coach goes and his uh, record for uh, week one. I'm sure it's probably pretty good. So I'm going to back the Raiders at that field goal right now. Um, and if it drops to two and a half, I say you stomp and hammer it real, real quickly. All right, some conviction from our boy Devin over here with the Las Vegas Raiders. Next game up on the board, we got Russell Wilson. We got Mr. Unstoppable. Mm. And the Seattle Seahawks minus two and a half against the Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, They're minus two and a half here over under 49. I think there's going to be some points in this one. I think uh, over the total of 49 is a decent look. And I do like the Seahawks. I probably play... The Seahawks on the money line at minus 135 rather than 
uh, laying the two and a half points here. Yeah. But uh, I think the Falcons are going to be pretty good on offense this year. Uh, you know, you got a fantastic, fantastic uh, nugget uh, of touchdowns with Russell Wilson. And I just – I like this game here over the total 49, and I, I would lean Seahawks minus the 135. What about you here? Yeah, so it's obviously in a dome. So the total going over, that's already, you know, a little bit more enticing. Um, I like your take on taking them in the um, – money line instead of the points you know you're you're getting a little bit of juice but I think it's a fair sacrifice um I still just like Atlanta being a home dog here um I could see it being like a 21 20 or just like a weird one point game somehow the Seahawks always find themselves getting into games like that and if you remember these teams, you know, recently, last couple of years, they've they've played each other a few times, and the results have been a little little uh, even balanced. But they've had some pretty weird games. Um, I like Atlanta getting the home dog love, and then the total going over. Sound sounds good. We might have to do a little truly uh, six pack of Corona bet. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Uh, next game on the board, we got the Philadelphia Flying High Eagles against the Washington. Just Washington. Washington. Uh, against yeah, the just, Washington. Just against the Washington. I'm reading this and I'm like, where's the They're taking skins? all of Washington. They're taking they're them just, all on. They're just they're just Washington. Left they're Washington. Right. They're DC. They're the state. They're anything that's Washington, that's them. Yeah. They're the Washington football team this season. They can't yeah. come up with a nickname. They got nobody in marketing or creative to come up with a nickname there. But uh, we got the Eagles minus six over under forty three. I this is a stay away game for me. I just uh, I don't like either the side or the total in this one. Do you have an opinion on this game? Week one last year, I believe it was the Redskins playing the Cowboys, and the Redskins took a lead against the Cowboys into the half. Redskins first half is pretty pretty enticing to me. Um. But I saw something from Wager Talk on Twitter. Um, it was a tweet that they put out with a graphic. And it was Ron Rivera as a head coach in week one being a dog against the spread and uh, by at least four and a half points. He's 8-0. So um, it was a stay away game for me or for me until I saw that. But, you know, the danger of being 8-0 is sometimes you get your first loss. So... And uh, it's not exactly like he has the best personnel in Washington. Right, right. So give me – I like the if, – if we, you know, got to put something out there. Um, full game under just because I think these defenses are going to just be able to control the line of scrimmage. Um, but then I also like Washington um, against the spread in the first half. And I'm trying to find that at this current moment. Plus three. Sure, why not? Yeah, I was going to say uh, lean under the total of 43 in this one as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, next game on the board, we got the Bears Ooh. against the Detroit Lions. Bears plus two and a half. Detroit minus two and a half over under 42 in this one. I see some points in this one. I like over the total of 42. I think Mitch Trubisky and company along with Matt Stafford. I mean, they will be without Kenny Galladay. But I do think that over the 42 is a decent play here. It's probably not going to be my top five plays of the week. However, I do lean over the total 42. 
And uh, give me the Lions. I think I, I just I just don't trust the Bears enough to yeah. pull out this victory. Uh, Stafford is a gunslinger, and you know he's one of my favorite. I wouldn't say most uh, fun player to watch, but. He yeah. is one of my favorite players to see in garbage time. So yes. you could see the Detroit uh, Lions being down in this game and, and Stafford coming out and throwing a late touchdown to cover the spread. Yeah, that's not a bad take. I will point it out that Kenny Galladay was ruled extremely doubtful today. I said he's gonna, they're going to be without Galladay. Oh, man. A little, to too m- little, little too much drinking for you on a Friday night, huh? These dang Michelobes. I know I shouldn't have had that third one. Ugh. No, no, no. It no. is, man. Hey, thanks for calling me out, though. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually – You know what? The only reason I know that is, you know, my fantasy team. I saw you. Oh, okay. All right. And um, I'm very heated about it. it you know, it, the him and Mike Evans, which I, when we get to Tampa Bay, we can talk about that. But I actually already took the Bears on the money line at uh, plus money. So, I think they're one of the better underdog plays – I like that defense. They regressed last year, had some health issues, but I think they filled some holes that they needed to. They got some new depth in there in the cornerback. Uh, They got uh, some youth in there, and they got rid of older guys. So I I think you're going to see a little bit more speed and tenacity through the back end of the um, Bears defense. And then, of course, the cerebral play from Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack. So. Um, yeah, I, I like the Bears being the dog here. Um, no, no opinion on the total. Yeah, my favorite play in this one is probably over the total of 42. Okay. Indianapolis Colts and Phillip Rivers, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, and T.Y. Hilton take on Garner Minshew and yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't even know who their starting running back is. Well, I do because I put in a waiver for him. To James Robinson. Back. I know who he is. I put a waiver claim in for him to claim him for, uh, claim him for my fantasy team. I was just making a joke because Fournette is gone. Uh, we got the Colts minus eight, and this is the pick I gave out earlier today on the podcast yeah. on the Friday episode. I gave out the Colts minus the eight. I could see this one being a shellacking and a big blowout by the Indianapolis Colts over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I also kind of lean over the total of 45. What about you? Yeah, so I was actually going to lean the under. I didn't have an opinion for the side. Um, just again, it's another one of these week one games, short off season is going to be weird. Not a lot of continuity, but with Jaguars, um, Colts, obviously implementing new systems and players, um, divisional foes also, and Indianapolis, I could see them shutting down Jacksonville from the get go, um, with that front seven, but yeah, I, I, I got a pretty good lean on the under, um, but no, no opinion on the side. All right. Next game on the board, we got Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers against Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Yeah. you got to think it's because of the defense. Over under 44-and-a-half. I'm going to take the dog here in this one for yeah. Green Bay to win outright at plus 115. What about you? That, that was my play on it. Um... Aaron Rodgers getting points, being a dog week one. I mean, he's he's better than Kirk Cousins. So, um, he just needs some guys to step up. And they didn't go get any playmakers for him in the draft or the offseason. So, I think we're gonna, just going to see a classic, you know, week one, Aaron Rodgers gutted out performance and somehow get the Packers to win. 
Also, he's playing with a chip on his shoulders now that the Packers drafted Jordan Love Jordan out Love, of Utah. Yeah. So, uh, is it Utah? No, Utah it's State. Utah State. Utah yeah. State. There you the go. The Aggies. I was like, no, that's not right. Utah. That can't be right. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Uh, on to the late games here. We got my hometown, my former hometown, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, my growing up favorite team, the Sandy, formerly the San Diego Chargers, mm-hmm. and Tyrod Taylor. And Austin Eckler against the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, Joe Mixon uh, and Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow. We yeah. we got we got some we got some Joes in the mix here in Cincinnati. Cup of Joe. Uh, we sloppy. got the char- yeah Chargers minus three here over under forty one and a half. Uh, I like the Chargers to win outright here. I'm not really sure if I want to lay the three with the uh, Chargers. What about you here? Do you think AJ Green can be a factor coming off a uh, season loss for him? Um, you know, I think this is a good spot for him to bounce back. Hopefully he can just stay healthy. Obviously that's been a thing for his career. He's been a great receiver. It's just been the 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 health, the feet and the leg issues, but um I like Cincinnati getting, you know, at least a possession of 3 points. Um, they're at home again, home dog, uh, last year, the home dogs against the spread uh, opening week, you know, they fared really well. I don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head, but I remember that they, they made a stink of it in week one. So, um, I'm, I'm going to find some home dogs that I like and probably just roll with them. And I think the Bengals are going to be one of those because, you know, it's just a new, exciting thing. And they're going to be playing with, a you know, a lot of excitement. So, We'll see how they come out uh, and play. Speaking of a dog, I kind of like the Arizona Cardinals here yeah. in this spot. Plus seven, yeah. minus 120 against the San Francisco 49ers, laying mm-hmm. seven. Over-under is 48. Devin, I'm on the Cardinals, I think, uh, and potentially the over of 48. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the Cardinals probably the play for me here in this one. What about you? Well, you and 80% – of the money are uh, in agreement. So, and then 67% of the bet percentage from what I'm seeing so far. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's the way to go. I'm a Seahawks fan, so I always keep an eye on our division. And these two teams, they always play under, um, not always, obviously, but they, I mean, Arizona has a very underrated front seven, and we know about the Niners' defense. Arizona's played pretty well against San Francisco. Um, the last couple of years I think they've even gotten a win or two fact check me but um, yeah I'm actually leaning the under just because I'm biased and I have that NFC West scope but I, I you know I think that these teams come out and it's a grind fest and hopefully we see Kyler Murray um, make some clutch clutch plays in his second year as a starter I think that'd be cool yeah, I mean, listen, I like uh, I like the Cardinals in this spot. The Cardinals always play the uh, the 49ers tough. It's a yeah. divisional game. Yeah, I love them getting seven points, a full touchdown. That's that's great. Um, and last year they uh, they lost by three to San Francisco on a Thursday game. Right. And uh, I believe they played one other time. Is that correct? Yeah, they 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 would have played twice since it's divisional. Um. Oh, yeah. They lost by three, and then they lost by ten. ten. So I'm going to take my chances here and take the seven with the Cardinals in this yeah. one. Next game up on the board, we got the TB Tampa Bay 
Buccaneers and TB12 and the Gronk Master against Drew Brees and the electric offense in New Orleans. New Orleans is a three-and-a-half-point favorite here in this one, over under 48. You got to think in the Dome in, in New Orleans that this one is going to be a shootout. I'm looking at the total of 48, and I'm saying, how is this this low? Yeah. Um, do we need to talk about Mike Evans a little bit, or do you think that's important? Not so much. You can tell me. I just know he's probably not going to play is what I was looking at. But, you know, keep an eye and an ear on that, folks, is all I'm saying. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and come out and say it. Give me Tampa Bay plus 165 on the money line. Wow. Wow. Against this New Orleans Saints defense? Yeah, they do have a really good passing defense. And Demario Davis is an anchor from hell. And um, that front seven with, you know, Marcus Davenport. But, you know, I just, you know, Tampa Bay, TB, TB, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. You know, it's just, I don't know. I got a feeling. Tampa Bay's got a pretty solid defense as well. I've got Alvin Kamara on my team, and I'm worried about his matchup against that, you know, run defense of Tampa Bay. I like over the 48, and I like – I like the Saints if you can tease it down. I yeah, just, I'm not going to lay three and a half with the Saints here in this one. Anyway, if, if I was going to lean based on this point spread, I would probably lean Bucks plus the three and a half, but that's probably the sucker's bet here. In this yeah, one. I like the over also. Sunday night football and the Dallas Cowboys with Michael Irvin and Emmett's – oh, no, wrong era. Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott and company take on the Los Angeles Rams, Cooper Cup and Jared Goff here. Uh, Rams plus 115, Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half or minus 135 in the money line. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply over under 51 and a half man 51 and a half seems like a big number but we know both these teams like to run and gun here yeah uh 
I'm going to probably – I mean, I'm, I'm going to wait on this game, but I'm probably yeah. going to look to play the under. Under, yeah. Hopefully the public bets it up to 53, and I can play the under 53 Sunday night football here. Well, the, you know, it opened at 49 and a half, so we've already got that two-point jump. Um, if we can get another point jump, you know, like you said, 53, 53 and a half would be ideal. But, you know, just getting that full extra field goal um, moving from open to close – and the closing line is the one you want to beat, apparently. But, um, man, another home dog that I like. For some reason, I'm feeling frisky. I'm feeling good about, like, the Rams in this spot for some reason. But that Cowboys defense is just – they went out and got Everson Griffin uh, just recently and just had a pretty decent draft. So, hmm, as of right now, leaning under – no official play on the side as of right now, but I'll give kinda, a slight lean to the Rams. I, I kind of lean Cowboys minus yeah. 135 or even minus the two and a half here. I, I, would, I wouldn't uh, hate either side, yeah. but I would lean under the total if it gets up to around 53, 53 and a half. That would be fantastic. Monday night football, Devin. Yeah. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger back in action with the against the New York Football Giants and Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley and company. Steelers minus six, over-unders 46. Man, hard not to take the Giants getting uh, a touchdown without the field goal here. What do you, I mean, a touchdown without the extra point here. What do yeah. you think here? No, that's where I'm going, and I've also locked in under um, 47 and a half. I went ahead and locked that in too. So you're beating, you're beating that line so far. Yeah. So I like that, and then yeah, like you said, that six for the Giants. That's just I think that's that's pretty good. Um, All right, perfect. Well, listen, everybody out there listening, that is our NFL picks for Week One. If you're interested in following along with us on Twitter on Sunday, I'm at Iris Silver Magic. Devin's at D A L E Double O Seven. We're at Hootball Gaming. We got live picks. We're gonna post our favorite plays of the week. You gotta follow us. You gotta interact with us. We have a lot of fun doing it. We love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to talk a little college football. Devin has convinced me to talk a little college football. <laughs> he is the college football, college basketball guru. I'm going to lean on him for this one. So let me kick it off for you. We got Syracuse against North Carolina. North Carolina is laying 23 and a half in this one over under 65 and a half. What do you got to say about this first game on the slate in college football tomorrow? And, and listen, I might tail you on some picks because I right. need some action. I need sure. some action. Tomorrow is a new day, yep. and I got I to gotta try to build my bankroll here. So what do we say about this one? So starting off, uh, I think it's worth saying that Sam Howell, the quarterback for UNC, um, he's a dark horse Heisman contender. Um, you know, that it's, he's a kid that I really, 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 really liked watching last year. And Mac Brown, the former Texas coach, He's now coaching at UNC again, which is where he started. And this is his second year back. Um, he's really brought out some really good skill sets in Sam Howell. Syracuse lost some guys in the draft this year, like Aldrich Robertson from the defensive line, some guys out of the back end in the fourth and fifth rounds. But, um, you know, you still got to figure out how to – play around losing those guys. And I think Syracuse still has some depth in the back end to do it. 23, and a, 23 points is a lot. 23 but and a half. 23 and a half is a lot. 
Um, Syracuse is returning their quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's not an All-American, but, I mean, he's familiar with the system. They're returning some guys on the offensive line. There is continuity with Syracuse. It's not like they're losing a ton. But with that being said, this Sam Howell kid is just ridiculous. I'm looking at perhaps the over for the game just because I think that these offenses are capable. The quarterbacks are two quarterbacks that I think can get out there and sling a couple each um, touchdowns and um, might have to just go back and forth and, you know, maybe a North Carolina team total over. All right. Well, you heard it here for first North Carolina team total over the total. Uh, next team on the board, we have a uh, smaller school to look at here. A couple smaller schools. We got Charlotte against Appalachian State. App State is minus 17 over under 60 points in this one. Uh, Devin, I'm going to lean on you here because I know nothing about this game. Give us <laughs> a winner. Yeah, so um, this game was one of the ones that I looked at and I was really excited to perhaps make a uh, pick on. Um, Appalachian State. They, they roll out a pretty solid defense. They score a ton of points. And then last year, Charlotte, allowed, or the, the, Charlotte was involved in games that 60 points were scored quite often. But, again, this is week one. We're talking about a weird offseason. 60 points and, you know, the wind's kind of blowing. It's going to be overcast there down in uh, Kid Brewer Stadium. Just learned what – that I just learned that that's where App State played at. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, um, Appalachian State, you know, they won a 12 games last year. They, they're returning a lot of guys on defense. Um, I'm looking at the under here. No true opinion on the side because it could be a complete blowout, um, as many of these week one games can be. But give me the under. Give me the under. All right. Under the total of 60 in this one. Iowa State, you – I Lafayette is that UI or UL? UL. UL. I knew I. I knew I. I knew it wasn't <laughs> user interface. I mean, how much am I drinking, right? UL Lafayette <laughs> against Iowa State. Iowa State minus eleven and a half total in this one. Fifty six and a half. Devin, I know you like something here. You got. I love it. You see my look at this. I already know. I already know. You see it. This is my, my little. He's got these yeah. guys. If you can't, you guys can't see it obviously because this is a podcast. But he's got a a yellow notepad, a legal pad, and he has tons of notes, stickies, and and everything attached to it. So, yeah. Devin, I know you're going to lead us in the right direction in this one. Give us a winner. Yeah. So you're going to want to take the points with the ULL right here. Um, that's University of Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. I was about to say, is that the Raging <laughs> Cajuns? Of course it is. You got to say with a little bit of oomph, the Raging, Raging Cajuns. Cajuns. Yep. So um, last year, um, Iowa State nearly lost to Division II Northern Iowa. It went to overtime. Cyclones won, but still you struggled immensely to win by three against a Division II opponent. Um, ULL, the, the Raging Cajuns, they won 11 games last year, and they're returning their quarterback and running back combo, Levi Lewis and Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell had 1,100 yards rushing and 15 touchdowns last year. ULL only lost three games last year by a combined 27 points, and they played teams like Florida State and um, some other t tough non-conference schedules. 
And, um, you know, the conference that they play in, the Sun Belt, that's the same conference that Appalachian State's in, that won 12 games. So they play tough, uh, non-con and in uh, their conference schedule. Getting 11 and a half or 12 points in this spot against Iowa State, who normally starts slowly, I like it a lot. All right, give us the Raging Cajuns plus 11 and a half tomorrow against Iowa State. Uh, next game on the board, Devin, we got Arkansas State against Kansas State. Yeah. And uh, this one is minus 13 to Kansas State. Over under 54 and a half. Any thoughts for you here in this one? So Arkansas State's already played a game this year. And um, they didn't win, <laughs> but they played Memphis, which was a team that got into the New Year's Six. Um I think Arizona State has a, or Arkansas State has a, a strong enough passing game to be a problem for Kansas State, who's trying to figure out some changes and revamp some stuff in the offseason. Keep in mind, they hired uh, North, North Dakota State's coach this offseason, who was the guy that coached Carson Wentz, won all those, you know, Division II uh, national championships. So new systems are coming in. Um, that's going to be a common theme in this because teams with – um, not as many practices this offseason. Kansas State didn't get that many in. Arkansas State got more in. Um, you know, I think you're going to see those teams be a little bit more prepared. Um, Wyatt Hubert, he's a terrific playmaker in the back, backfield for the Red Wolves. And, you know, he should have some time to work because they returned some guys on the offensive line. I'm thinking around 400 yards of offense for Arkansas State. But Kansas State, Obviously, being a bigger conference school, they're probably going to pull this out. I just like all the points that Arkansas State's looking at getting. They just lost to Memphis. They didn't cover, but Memphis is really, really solid. They're, they're my dark horse to win that American conference. Um, Kansas State's known to start slow, and it's new systems. So give me the points with Arkansas State, and uh, not to mention the wind's blowing 11 miles per hour across the field. So Quarterbacks without strong arms, not really gonna, not gonna make a, not gonna make it to the far hash. Yeah, listen, Arkansas State kept it competitive last uh, last time they played against Memphis in their opener. They only lost by thirteen. Memphis, yeah. pretty solid football team. Uh, I like Arkansas State. I'm with you on this one. Plus the thirteen in Manhattan against Kansas State. You heard and it I, here first. I need to correct myself. They did cover the spread against Memphis. Memphis didn't cover. I had Memphis to cover last week. So, all right. Yeah. UL Monroe against Army. Army is laying a whopping 22 with their triple option offense. Over unders 53 and a half. Man, it seems like a big number with the triple option. What do you got to say here? Yeah, that's a lot of clock grinding. You know, if they get out to a 24-0 point lead or, you know, something like that, which I don't see it happening because of this ULM team being as potent as they are. Um, they scored 29 or more points in their last five games last year, and they're returning tons of people on the offensive side of the ball, uh, specifically their quarterback and running back combo and Josh Johnson. Um, their running back had 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns. So they have a capable backfield with some experience and some maturation. Army, um, we saw them crap the bed, so to say. Um, oh, wait, no, that was Navy. That was Navy. Yeah. Come on, man. How many Michelobes you had tonight? Oh, three and a half now. 
Um, I won a lot. I won a lot of money with Army in the first game. Yeah, yeah. So Army actually played really well. I had the first half, or I I just had the under in that game. That's why I was mixed up. But yeah, anyways, ULM's offense. Um, Hold on a second. You said you've only had three and a half Michelobes. I find that a little hard to believe. Well, maybe it's in dog years. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's like you can't believe everything everyone says when it comes to numbers. You got to multiply by three, right? So probably that's where we're at. Right. Like when someone's telling you how big of a fish they caught, just like take like a few inches off of it. Or how good their golf game is or how bad their golf game is. Or... Right, right, right. ULM plus 22. I'm rolling oh. with the University of La- uh, Louisiana schools today. So. All right. I like under the total, but I know nothing. So just listen, Devin. That, no, Duke. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. All right. Duke. The Duke against – the Notre Dame. Notre Dame is laying 20 and a half. That is a huge number here. And uh, I got to pour myself another glass of wine while I'll listen to you rave about this one. It's a big number, over under 53. Give me something here. I'm going to pour myself a glass sure. of wine while I'll listen. Yeah, so Notre Dame, as you all know or may not know, joined up into the ACC. So this is, you know, the, the, they're a part of the ACC this year. They're not independent. Um, this is the start of ACC play for them. They actually dominated Duke last year and covered the spread. Um, Ian Book, their quarterback, ran for 187 and two scores against them. And, you know, they're just bringing back the same people. Notre Dame is. They got Devin White, you know, their main uh, linebacker coming back, their leading tackler. Um, you know, I've got a system that I'm following on the Action Network that, you know, for opening game matchups featuring favorites, uh, it, it's got a 57% win percentage and a 10% ROI. And it's got confidence in Notre Dame covering that 20 and a half point spread. I'm going to go ahead and roll with it too, because Duke, they're not returning hardly anything worth noting. Um, and obviously they lost Daniel Jones a couple years ago and they've just been trying to, you know, fill in for his replacement and all that good stuff and try to get more depth uh, for playmakers and on the defensive side of the ball. Notre Dame to cover. They're at home. They're in the ACC. They're going to be excited. Um, they got, they got uh, college playoff aspirations this year. And if they play well enough in the ACC, they can do it. I love it. I love it. We got another solid matchup coming up against the, uh, with the Florida State Seminoles, right? Yeah. Against the true. Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And this one is Florida State minus 12 and a half, over under 51 and a half. Yeah. First glance, I want to take Georgia Tech. Yeah. But, uh, well, don't again, look again, buddy. You like it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Florida, I, I got, listen, they underachieved. Look at that. Yeah. I think so. I thought they underachieved last year and, uh, I don't think Florida State's going to be as good as people think they are. So I'm looking to take the 12 and a half here with the Jackets. Yeah. New head coach. um, Well, on both sides of the ball. But here's the thing. Georgia Tech is not running the option anymore. They did it for 20 years under Paul Johnson, but Paul Johnson's not there. Georgia Tech's going to have a new offense. So keep that in mind. I think Florida State's going to get caught off guard. And uh, I, I talked about how one of those UL, I think it was ULM, uh, how they played them. They were leading that game, and they almost won that game. But there was a drive at the end of the game that the Seminoles made to win. But uh, Florida State starts off slow. New coach, new offense for Georgia Tech could freshen them up. And, uh, yeah, 
12 points for a team uh, opening week. I, I like that. Let's, let's go with that. All right. Next game on the board, we got the University of Texas, San Antonio against Texas State. Texas State minus seven in this one. Uh, over under is 57. Devin, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about either of these two teams, but I want to take the favorite just because I like the seven number in college football. Anything for you here in this one? Yeah. I know that Texas State plays down in San Marcos and that Oklahoma State had a quarterback, Bobby Reed, transfer there once, eight years ago. UTSA, the Roadrunners versus Texas State Bobcats. Um, If I remember right, these two teams are in the same conference. And so these defenses are terrible. I took the under with Texas State last week because they were playing in 15-mile-per-hour wind. But I think the overs got a chance here um, because these offenses – or, I mean, sorry, these defenses are a lot more terrible than what was featured last week in the Texas State game. They were going up against a uh, actual pretty underrated and solid defense. Um, give me the over in this one as a slight lean right now. 89% of the money's on it too, so why not? Yeah, I don't know if you listen to Chris Felica and the Bears podcast, but... Uh, oh, he is amazing. Yeah, but uh, last year I used to listen to it religiously. It really got me into college football a lot. But they used to have this guy on the show, uh, man, I forget his name, but he used to give out one pick a week, and he always said before his pick, you could bet your condo on it. And he loved <laughs> he loved Texas State. Yeah. It seemed like I always heard him talk about Texas State, so... yeah. Uh, I like the over. I know nothing, but um, based on what you're saying, uh, it seems like the over is a pretty decent opportunity here. But not uh, enough about this game. Let's move on to a marquee matchup, and that is a 34-point spread. Yes. Clemson, minus 34, visiting Wake Forest. Over under 61 in this one. Devin, mm-hmm. give, us, give us some de- details about Dalo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. Clemson's going to win the national title this year. That's all I'm saying. All right, moving on. Next game. <laughs> Tulane against South Alabama. South Alabama is getting 10.5 from Tulane. Ten, Tulane Lane to 10.5. Uh, over under 52.5 here. Uh, Tulane was a team I made pr- a lot of money on last year yeah. in college football. Any thoughts for you here with the South Alabama and the Tulane matchup? Yeah, so I actually got some notes on them right here on my yellow legal pad. Um, South Alabama actually stunned Southern Mississippi uh, last week. They were a 12-point underdog last week, I think, and they won outright. I mean, they whooped Southern Miss's butts. But Tulane is not Southern Miss. They have a pretty decent secondary. They are returning their quarterback, and they're pretty decent at ball control also. South Alabama, even though they won and dominated USM last week, they still, like, the time of possession, that's not their strength. Um, The way that uh, Southern Alabama made their money last week was just big chunk plays over and over and over against the inexperienced USM's uh, secondary. But Tulane's got better length and athleticism, so I don't think they're going to allow those big plays you know, over the top of their heads. Um, If they do, it's going to be a couple, but it's not going to be over and over again. Um, And then Tulane's lines, offensively and defensively, they they returned pretty much everybody across the board. So they got some veteran leadership in the line play. I think they're going to dominate the ball and the uh, line of scrimmage. 
I've got a lean to the under um, of 53. And then I like Tulane to maybe win by a couple of scores here just because of ball control and defense. All right. Well, uh, I love it. I'm just going to follow you on this one. Western Kentucky, uh, the Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers. Taking on the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, Louisville minus 12, over under 57 in this one. What do you think about the Hilltoppers here plus 12? They got a chance or no? I think they do. I think they do, honestly. Um, and I locked it in at plus 11 and a half, so maybe I should have waited on the hook. But, or double um, down at 12. Who knows? Or double down at 12. Um, yeah, same thing as Florida State. You know, Louisville, just a few years ago, they were doing well, and then they lost their talent, and then they recruit talent, but then they don't coach or develop their talent, and they start slow every year. So – Western Kentucky plus 12. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Plus the Hilltoppers mascot's awesome. I don't know if you've ever looked them up or, you know. This will be know. the second time on the podcast that you talk about a mascot. The first time was the NC Dinos in Korean yeah. baseball. Yes. Listen, we got two more games to talk about before I go ahead and finish my bottle and put on some pounds <laughs> for the dad bod, future dad bod with the ice cream and cookies. Uh, we got. UTEP, which is the University of Texas El Paso against the University of Texas. Major, major, major point spread here. Texas laying the 43 over under 58. Any thoughts for you in this one? I mean, uh, it seems like a really big total. So UTEP actually holds a special place to my heart because I lived in El Paso for a little bit. I'm kidding. No, I hated El Paso. UTEP (laughs) is garbage at football. That place down there sucks. Um, but 43 points is a lot. I think that Texas can probably score 61. I think I feel like that's the score that they're going to put up is 61, five touchdowns from Sam Ellinger. So give me the over because I think that Texas can probably score the over themselves. All right. Sam Ellinger is a, uh, he's a winner, dude. He yeah. loves, he's a fighter. Yeah. He's got he's got a lot of moxie. So I yeah. like that guy. Give me the over in this one too. I'm with mm-hmm. you. Last game on the board. And before we get into the last game and our last pick of the night, just want to remind everybody, go and check us out on Twitter. We're at Hootball Gaming. Follow us for all live updates, live in-game wagering or plays for the day. I'm at Iris Silver Magic on the Bird app on Twitter. And Devin's at D-A-L-E-007. And here is the last game of the night. We got the Kansas Jayhawks against the Coastal Carolina mascots. I don't know their – I don't know. Chanteliers. Their... There you go, Chanteliers. Come on. That's Kansas. common knowledge, Ira. Sorry, man. Uh, the Jayhawks minus six and a half here, over under 56. Devin, what do you got for us here? Is Coastal Carolina even in contention with the plus six and a half? Absolutely. And they are my underdog of the college football Saturday. They beat KU last year, 12-7. And they are returning that quarterback that beat the KU Jayhawks last year. And then the Jayhawks, on the flip hand, have a new quarterback under center and a new offensive system. And I've harped on about that many a times this episode. But they also barely got any spring practices in. Coastal Carolina got a ton. Um, The quarterback that beat KU last year, Fred Payton, uh, he's a game manager, clock control quarterback. He had 18 touchdowns and nine interceptions last year. So 
look for Coastal Carolina to try to control the ball and beat KU two years in a row. Um, I actually took them on the money line at plus 220, and then I went ahead and grabbed the uh, full touchdown. What the heck is a Chantelier? It's like a blue rooster or something. <laughs> I see I that. Know, their I'm colors looking. are blue, but it, it's, like a, it's like a mix between a rooster and a hokey or something. It's like, uh, like a teal color. I'm not really yeah. sure what this is. Well, it's a weird nickname, but let's roll with the Blue Roosters and the Chanteliers plus the six and a half against the Jayhawks. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. I'm happy you listened to us. Happy to give you some uh, winners here for the football season to kick off week one in college and the NFL. Uh, that'll be all for us today. Devin, it has been a pleasure, my friend. I will see you probably on Monday to do another podcast. Once again, I'm at Iris Silver Magic. Devin's at D-A-L-E-007. We're at HoopBall Gaming. This is a HoopBall presentation. Hoop-Ball.com. Go check it out. It's got a lot of great content on the site. Devin, my friend, let's go win some money tomorrow and on Sunday. Bingo. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.